When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We are going to get to... What happened to Bradley at a restaurant over the weekend that uh, sparked a question for him on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. We're going to do that in just a second. But first, this is news you can use, you guys. Um, the holiday is coming up. Thanksgiving's on Thursday. You're going to have a lot of family members over. You're going to have a lot of friends. You're going to be around people a lot. The climate of our world is pretty tense right now. So we thought we would do you a favor and give you some options of, of uh, topics that you might be able to throw out there with your family members. And um, it's hard. It is hard. Especially these days. So we're going to give you some news you can use, some things you can talk about that won't be inflammatory with your family members. Time for Colleen's Tips for Having Non-Controversial Thanksgiving Table Talk this year. Oh, I stopped at the flower shop the other day. I got these beautiful tulips. They're not even in season. They're so pretty, though, aren't they? Oh, that's so lovely that you thought of bringing these tulips for our Thanksgiving centerpiece. It's so beautiful. Oh, thanks. I thought so, too. They really are my favorite flower. Mm, timeless. I love fresh flowers. Yeah. Mm, they smell so nice. You want to talk about flowers? Let's talk about Jennifer flowers. Brad... Seriously, again? It's true. You got to be careful. I'm just saying, you got to be real careful. You don't know what's going to happen these days. You know what? Keep your realism. I want to live in fantasy town. This. Yeah, well, guess what? That's what got us into this mess. (laughs) All right. Okay, Bradley. So what happened on Friday at a restaurant that that uh, threw you for a loop? Well, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate. Why? Here's just the question, and then I'll back it up and tell you why. Why is it so hard to give negative feedback at a restaurant, like Mm. food-wise or service-wise? Why is it so hard to give that feedback? Feel free to join the conversation at 651-641-1071. So we did a burger night on Friday. It's a thing we've been doing for years now where uh, a few of us will go to a particular place that's alleged to have a magnificent burger. We did that on Friday. I'm not going to tell you the place because I don't want to make it about them. Mm -hmm. But here's what happened there were probably no there were six of us okay Mm -hmm. and we sat down we got a bunch of appetizers and you know they were fine um then and people get cocktails so it's kind of like we are a we're not like a uber uptight group Mm -hmm. very just laid back casual we want a good burger sometimes the burger's great sometimes the burger's meh sometimes the burger's like never again to a person every one of our burgers was overcooked and dry. And lest you think we're snobbish, I am always the last person to send any food back. That is true. Um, But I think that's part of the reason we're having this conversation. Not one, like everybody was like, 
this burger is dry. Like, oh, they were all supposed to be medium. You know how you mm-hmm. like the last yep. few? And I figure if you're asking. Cause then you're going to do it. Then you're going to do it. Yeah. Because they don't always. Sometimes they just yeah. always cook the burgers the same way because mm-hmm. salmonella. But if you're going to ask me how you want me to cook or how you want my burger cooked and then you don't deliver that. Okay. One person, you know, it happens. I'm hungry. I'm just going to eat the dumb burger. It was literally every single person, all six of us, our burgers were overcooked. The woman comes to our table. That's the waitress and says, how's the food you guys. And I, and along with at least one other person said, good. And there was the silence and she was like, great. Okay. I'll be back. And the minute she left, I was like, I'm sorry. And they were like, no, 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 it's fine. And I, it, it, why was it so hard for us to simply say, you know what? We all ordered burgers. They all arrived overcooked. Sorry, but that's not my problem. You know, it's so funny because I don't do that. Um, I am t- I am like the opposite. I usually am the representative for the person at the table, specifically the one who even just says like, oh, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I will be like, okay, it's fine. I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I do it even when I'm not asked to because I really feel like I have come to this restaurant to have a good experience. They want me to have a good experience. If it's been not cooked correctly, they probably do want to know that they've done, that they're not necessarily meeting expectations, right? So I don't think of it like, but I think this is why people don't say anything. And 651-641-1071, if you want to weigh in, I think people are afraid of putting somebody out, right? Well, not And they don't even necessarily think of it like I might be notifying the kitchen that something that they've been doing all along isn't working. I mean, literally, it was to the point where not only was my burger. okay, so I don't know. know how this is possible. Burger was over. I do. But think about this. The burger was overcooked. So it was dry. And like, again, I'm not a burger snob. I I eat at McDonald's. I eat anywhere. Like, I'm not picky. But, you know, if you're going to ask me what I want. Give me what I want. Mm-hmm. Then there, it was a cheeseburger. So there was cheese on it. The cheese was cold on an overcooked burger. No. How is that even possible? So no. what it makes me believe is they had a bunch of burgers just sitting in the back mm-hmm. and they just slapped them on a bun and threw some cheese on them. Like they maybe they were even, swamped or something and they just. But they weren't. It wasn't the kind of place where, in fact, I think it's probably the reverse that um, if they were swamped, usually your food's going to be like, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't know if it's as easy as like, I don't, cause I don't like confrontation generally, but I don't know if it's as easy as that because like she didn't make the burgers. Right. Like the waitress didn't make the burger, the server. Yeah. But you probably don't want to put her in the awkward position to have to go back to, I think that that's some of the math people yeah. do. Let's go to Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Why is it that people don't give negative feedback at restaurants? Hi, Hi Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl's currently giving feedback. Hi, Cheryl. Let's go to Heather. Hi, Heather. Hello. Hi. Why is it that it's so hard to give negative feedback at restaurants? You know, I am afraid of what they will do to my food before they bring it back to me. Oh, that's true. Uh, And I would much rather just take it, maybe not cooked appropriately, but minus other people's bodily fluids. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, good point. Th- thank you. Oh, thank you very thank much you, for Heather. making it so plain. I will say too that um, we kind of all lost our minds at the point where um, somebody ordered uh, a beverage and the beverage arrived with a hair <gasps> inside of the beverage. It just, now, it does not be, sound like this was a good, very good experience. That beverage all did get sent back. Okay. Um, but this is a place you would like. I I think it would shock people. I don't want to say it because I don't want it to be about them. But anyway. 
Let's go to Beth. Hi, Beth. Why do you think it is that people find it so hard to give negative feedback? Um, So as, okay, I work in the service industry, and I would much rather know somebody doesn't enjoy their food so that it can be remade. But um, I guess there could be, like, the shaming factor. Like, you know, people could go back back into the kitchen and just be like, oh, are you serious? Like, it's just fine. But... I mean, yeah, I would much rather just have you say, this isn't good, I'll get you something new, and then we'll figure it out at the end. Yeah. Uh, and thank you. Thanks, Thanks for the feedback, Beth. I I, I want to know what that scene is like when when six burgers go back. Right. Right? Like, again, I'm sure a restaurant person would be like, you should do it, and it's fine. Just let them know. But I, I think in the moment we were all just like, Let's just eat these damn burgers because we're so hungry. Yeah, and you and, just wanted to get it over with. And let's not create, you know, because we, I don't know. See, now to me, I feel like then the restaurant runs the risk of you not necessarily doing this on the radio, but going out into the world and being like, don't go to that oh, place. And, uh, and we will. And you will. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, that's why I feel like they would want to make it right. Okay, Allie, you've got the final word. Allie, why is it that people find it so hard to give negative feedback at restaurants? Because you don't know what the cooks are going to do to your food yeah. once you send it back. I have a horror story, and oh I God. it is disgusting. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay, Allie, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I will let my imagination fill in any Whenever blanks. Whenever someone says disgusting and you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. I Heed the warning. Yeah, let's heed that warning. <laughs> okay, well, oh, geez. Okay, segue of all segues. Speaking of disgusting, you guys... We've got more when uh, when it comes to sexual assault, sexual harassment, sexual, uh, what's the word you like to use, Bradley? Impropriety? What's, is that the word that you've been using? Bad touch. Bad touch. We've got more bad touch news after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Presented by Great Wolf Lodge. Hey Santa, for the 10th year in a row, all the My Talkers, both hosts and listeners, are being very, very good. No, this isn't a hint to bring us gifts. Working alongside Lori and Julia. <clears throat> working alongside local radio legends, Lori and Julia is a true gift for us. But this is a hint to remember the kids spending the holiday season far, far from home while either they or their brother or sister are in the Twin Cities getting life-saving medical care. So Santa, we're going to spend the next three weeks helping you out, collecting toys for those well-deserving kids. And then on Christmas, you can do your thing and bring some light and joy to families during a dark and stressful time. So here's where we're going to be collecting toys in the next few days. The Shop Girls kick off things Saturday the 25th at the Gallery in Edina. Then Lori and I will be accepting donations during our live broadcast at Chanhassen Dinner Theater on Tuesday the 28th. Colleen and I will be at Holiday Bliss in Woodbury on Thursday the 30th. And Donna and Marley will do their show at Popcorn in Minnetonka on Friday, December 1st. In addition to the live Santa Stop broadcast, you could drop off presents during business hours at any Envision or Waxing the City location or at the Chanhassen, the Children's Theater, Bodies by Burgoon, or Great Wolf Lodge. See details and a wish list at mytalk1071.com. Keyword, Santa. The radio home of Dirt Alerts, three times a day at 820, 1220, and 520. My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. Well, we've got more sexual chicanery allegations on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, and this is our senator.
Al Franken with yet another person coming forward and sharing uh, a story about feeling like they had been inappropriately touched by Al Franken. Uh, This actually happened at the Minnesota State Fair in the year 2010. uh, And this woman, Lindsay Metz, she's a 33-year-old woman. She's moved from Minnesota now to Texas. And she tells a story of an uncomfortable interaction with Senator Al Franken at the State Fair where they posed for a picture. And according to her, he pulled her in awkwardly close and then grabbed onto her butt. There is we we do we are able to see the picture, but you cannot see what's happening behind them, of course, right? Um, but this apparently she shared with everybody she knew right away that this disgusting thing happened. She wrote about it on Facebook. Um, Senator Al Franken uh, does not remember the incident from the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, uh, you know, I'm not sure what you're supposed to say. It's just another story to add to the list. And it's really sad. And um, I'm glad that people are feeling comfortable coming forward and sharing stories that they didn't feel comfortable sharing or doing something about at the time. So if, you know, in hindsight, at least we're getting to hear these stories, I think. You know, if there's a criminal aspect to any of this, it needs to be pursued. If there is an ethical aspect to it that needs to be pursued, you know, um, the government applying ethics to itself is kind of a laughable proposition. But Mm -hmm. I think ultimately when you're an elected official, the people uh, get to decide what happens to you. And I think that'll happen in the case of whether it's Al Franken or any of the other, Mm -hmm. you know, politicians that are currently. I mean, in in Hollywood, it's very easy because the market dictates right in politics. The market doesn't dictate it's it's the electoral process and the electoral process, frankly, is just too small or too small, too slow uh, in responding to these types of things. And so it's going to seem really awkward and uncomfortable for a while Mm -hmm. for people. I don't think it's easy enough to expect that if a politician is accused of this behavior, that they're going to just go into the night gently because there's too many things they would view at stake uh, unless again there is uh, criminal uh, or ethical behavior that can be sanctioned or somehow pursued right well and it's not like this is the first time that uh, somebody in politics has been accused of of um, such acts right Um, I did just want to mention that there was one line in this article that I'd read about Al Franken in this incident that took place at the Minnesota State Fair that I just thought was kind of like interesting that this is actually on the books. Minnesota statutes state that, quote, intentional touching of the clothing covering the immediate area of the buttocks is not considered criminal. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Sexual assault or conduct, sorry, criminal sexual conduct. In other words, he can't be, he, he can't, that wasn't a criminal act in and of itself. Weird. Grabbing her buttocks. Isn't that, doesn't that make you want to dig even further and learn more about what specifics are in our law book about how and where you can touch with clothing or without, without it being, isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, I've never heard that before. Anyway, I would just like to issue, I put this on my Facebook page today. Um, Can we just all keep our hands to ourselves? Unless it's mutually agreed upon. I mean, apparently not. Yeah, I'm just saying like from hither to forward, can we all agree like, let's just keep our hands to ourselves unless you've been invited to do otherwise. Yeah. Okay. As you were. Um, I did want to tell you the story about um, continuing this conversation. There's something in particular with the story regarding Terry Crews. So tabloids are essentially coming after Terry Crews. Now, you'll remember Terry Crews, of course, accused an executive of touching him, of grabbing his uh, stuff, mm-hmm. if you will. And Radar Online apparently was just about to publish a story, a really negative um, story, trashing Terry Crews, saying that he hired two prostitutes uh, in 2015 while he was staying at a hotel in Monaco. They literally contacted him and said, do you have anything to say about this story? And he was like, yeah, no, because that story didn't happen. And again, this is a story or this is the account from Terry Crews himself. Uh, And he says, one day after my GMA interview, uh, Radar Online threatened me with a false story about me hiring two hookers. It never went to press because it was a lie. This was not a coincidence. I told you they were coming for me. I also told you I am ready. And what I find so unique and interesting this time around with this particular story is it would not be the first time that somebody accuses somebody of uh, misconduct who then has the focus and the spotlight drawn on them and their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, what's different this time is the piece in The New Yorker by uh, Ronan Farrow about Harvey Weinstein and the lengths to which he and his colleagues, his contemporaries, the people around him went to prevent the public from believing uh, or having any faith in those who were accusing him they went to great uh, lengths, right? Yeah. That account shows that there are literally companies for hire who will do their best to help you discredit people uh, and plant negative stories um, if you don't like what they're accusing you of. Mm-hmm. And so in this day and age, when I, you know, I think any other time you would have seen this story about Terry Crews, you would have thought, hey, Terry Crews, I think maybe you're a little paranoid. Like, it's just the radar online. They're just trying right. to figure stuff out. Well, not so fast, because, again, you read that Ronan Farrow piece and you realize, no, there's a calculated effort to, you know, go after people who accuse very powerful people mm-hmm. of misconduct and, uh, you know, bad stuff. Yeah. Unless you think it's just a small handful of people. A recent report just came out that there was a list provided by Harvey Weinstein to those agencies of over 90 names. Yeah that he was afraid were going to tarnish his image, that he was mandating that they go after. I mean, it's crazy. It's insane. Well, when we come back, speaking of crazy and insane, crazy, stupid idiots, on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. 
Everything. But you are, Blanche. You are in that chair. Entertainment. I've got something to give away on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer in Hollywood. Are we giving away? We're giving away a pair of tickets to attend a performance of Theater Latte Dawes, uh, a Christmas Carol Peterson that's running November 29th through December 30th at the Ritz Theater. Yes. Go see that show. It's a great show. Yes. Todd Peterson's a wonderful actor. That is true. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Those tickets will go to caller number three. Caller number three. And now it is time for your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. And uh, first, we are going to go to Oregon, or Oregano, mm-hmm. if Ooh. you don't know how to say that correctly. Uh, <laughs> and I want to tell you about a 51-year-old guy by the name of Mark Mahoney. Mr. Mahoney is facing multiple criminal charges after uh, thefting something recently from the Central Oregon Community College and Oregon State University Cascades. Okay, so he stole something. That's not a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's what he stole. Okay, maybe that's not even weird. Do you want to know what he stole? Yes. What? Yes, I want to know. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) He wanted to steal, or excuse me, he did steal rather coats. Okay. Mm, okay. So was he cold? Was it a cold night? From a community college. Mm. Well, okay. He stole a bunch of women's high end winter coats. Just like from the coat room or? Yeah. Okay. So why would somebody steal a bunch of high end women's coats, do you think? I would imagine to sell them, right? <laughs> that's to what make you some would money think, on Craig- Craigslist. But that's not what he did. What did he do? Well, uh, they caught Mr. Mahoney. And they recovered several of the garments from his home and his car. And uh, they said, hey, what are you doing pilfering these coats for? And Mr. Mahoney said, uh, well, um, it might uh so the words sexual gratification might have been used. Mm. With the coat? Can I ask a question? I guess. How can you gratify yourself sexually with a coat? I don't know. I don't have that plumbing. And not just a coat, women's coats, and not just any women's coats. What are you laughing at? Holly's giving an example of how she thinks it could happen. Oh, of course she yes. is. Thank you, Holly, for keeping it classy. <laughs> That's what she does. Uh, yeah, so this creep purloined the uh, lady's garments for his own particular perusal. And yes. by that I mean... I wouldn't want it back. his silverware. Well, of course... Well, okay. I mean, would you if you could get a dry clean? I mean, it's a high end coat. I think it would have to get spent a few bucks thrown through the dry cleaner like six to 12 times in order for me to really feel good about it. I'd be fine with that. Well, I mean, mean, if I spent a couple hundred bucks and I'm at community college, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Although also, what are you doing with a luxury coat? When when I was in college, I could barely I mean, look, people got priorities sometimes in the winter. Fashion over function, man. Mm -mm. Not not in Minneapolis. Um, I want to tell you about where is this? It doesn't really matter. It's it's in the friendly fly, the friendly skies on U.S. airways. Okay, somewhere in 
Oh, between Connecticut and somewhere else. A woman gets on an airplane with her pet. Okay, like that's fine, right? People bring pets on airplanes. Um, but the pet kind of created mm, an issue. So first, uh, they saw the animal tossed over the woman's shoulder. Okay, what kind of animal? I'm is getting this? there. I'm oh. getting there. Oh. Initially, they thought the animal was a duffel bag. What? But once they looked closer and maybe smelled a little bit. What? It's a skunk? It was a large pig. A this, large How did yes. she have a large pig? She was trying to bring her pig on the airplane, so she br- brought him on the airplane. A five-stone pig. So what's five stone? Like 50, no 70 pounds? A 70-pound pig. How the heck do you get on a plane with a 70-pound pig flung over your she shoulder? carrying the pig. Uh, they said, uh, the other passengers were like, hold on a second, we're not going to fly with that pig. Because it wasn't like a little tiny piggy. It wasn't like, what do they call them? Yeah, again, Tea how did she get like, or whatever? through security, much less... How did she get to the ticket yeah. counter? Who's did, the crazy, stupid idiot here? How did she get down the gangway? How did she get on the plane through the door when you go by the flight attendant? Hi. Hi. Oh, have a nice day. Uh, how did that even happen? Well, she had registered that pig as an emotional support companion. And U.S. Airways does allow emotional support companion animals on their flights. Um However, the pig was, mm, let's say, not calm, and they were forced to kick her and the pig off the flight. Okay. Can you please look at the picture? Of, seen, do you I've see seen, how yeah. big that pig I don't, is? It, it just it boggles me. I think they, you know, shame on me, fool me once. That somebody else needs <laughs> to ex- explain why that was able to happen at the point because, like, in this day and age, you can't get on a plane without any, like, with anything. Right? Right? Like, let alone a farm animal. Let alone a stinky, loud farm animal. Mm-hmm. A pig. A pig. They even, they were trying to get the pig into, this is so bad. They were trying to get the pig like into its own seat and they couldn't even strap the darn pig down in the seat. I don't. This is before takeoff. It's, yeah. Doesn't Leave your pigs sense. at home. I mean, hey, if you have if you have a well behaved support animal, I mean, I'm fine with that. But like, clearly, she would have known that before it got on the plane. Well behaved and like manageable sized, I would say, right? Like seventy seventy pound pig. A little. Also, how could she carry seventy pounds? I I don't know. Something's her support animal. Something does not. Well, she's supporting the animal (laughs) on her shoulder, which I just think seems a little wrong. Implausible. Something is not adding up with that story. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, all right. Should we go to, we just talked about a um, a pig mm-hmm. and a creeper in Oregon with uh, ladies' coats. Now, let's go to a movie theater in Texas, in Bexar County. Uh, it's actually in San Antonio. And uh, sheriff's deputies were dispatched to the Santicos Casablanca Theater. Now, this was at about midnight 10 after or so in the a.m., right? Okay. Uh, And they were like, oh, you got to come quick. Something ain't right in this movie theater. 
So um, employees told cops that there was a man and a woman doing something in the theater that they shouldn't have been doing. And uh, there is no indication of what movie was being played at the time. They were doing the dirty, dirty. Well, I'll get there. While, quote, doing his rounds, one employee reportedly spotted a lady with her hands around her male companion's area doing something very quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then he went and got his friends. Like you do. As you do. And then they found the woman straddling the man, quote, sexually riding him. Upon closer inspection, because that's necessary. I mean, at what point do you not just go, okay, clearly they're doing it. I'm going to 911. Send somebody over. No, instead, they're like inspecting. Upon closer inspection, the workers determined that the moviegoers were, quote, in fact, engaged in activities. Uh, And you don't mean like playing Yahtzee or something. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, They did end up uh, arresting the two. Uh, One of these one of the employees. Again, I just find this amazing. One of the employees actually confronted uh, the people having the sess during the movie Mm -hmm. and said, quote, this is a public place. You must stop what you are doing and get off of him. (laughs) Caught by surprise, the couple stood there for a long time, began to pull up their pants and, uh, you know, waited until the police arrived and then confronted the couple. They were arrested and uh, charged with all sorts of lewd and lascivious behavior. Can I just say, like, uh, the thought of like, I get that couples do weird things, but like, how do you do that and not think you're going to get caught? You're not going to get caught. Right. I mean, hi, you're in public. I don't know. I think that maybe in the mind of a horny person, you're like, oh, odds are pretty good. We could finish this up before uh, somebody comes walking in. But also, I can't understand how people can have quiet that like you think you're going to be quiet. So quiet right. that people sitting around you aren't going to notice that you are. Well, and not only quiet, but visually, if I catch out right. of the corner of my eyes, something moving very Bobbing quickly in the middle. Do of you remember, for example, movie? were you there? I don't remember. Well, I think it was Star Trek. I don't know if you were there or not, but we were at the uh, Minnesota Zoo and there were people in front of us. And I swear that there was a guy doing something and we were all convinced that this guy was doing the thing. And um, did I say the Science Museum? I didn't. No, you said the zoo. The zoo. Yeah, it was at the zoo at the big giant IMAX. But we couldn't, oh, quite, it, we couldn't quite tell that that's what was going on. And it was one of those things where the whole time we just kept thinking, is he? No. Is he? You would. No. I feel like. Is he? You would. Any sort of rhythmic movement. But it was like occasional rhythm. It wasn't like a consistent rhythm. I don't know. It was crazy. So I guess I just proved my own point. (laughs) End of story. Don't have sex in the movie theater. Moral of the story. Please. Please don't. I don't care what movie is on. Now you know, Bradley Trainer not doing that in the theater. When we come back, it's time to get to uh, your answers to our Daily Snap judgment. Today we ask you the question, fudge, peanut butter, or maple? We will go over to Facebook, read through your answers, and get to our three to three, the three things you need to know before we go, here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Hey, it's Jace from Jason and Alexis. If you miss second chance romance, oh don't worry. 
We got you. We have the highlights. We go to a karaoke bar for our first date and had a wonderful time. Just don't really know why there isn't a second date after two weeks have gone by. I feel kind of kind of weird saying this, but I think she's, I don't know, too much fun for me. At a certain point, uh, she, she actually was buying shots for these other guys. I'm just looking for something a little more, I don't know, um, lack of a better word, I don't know, mature. I like to have a good time. I mean, it's just my style, really. I mean, I want to be playing beer pong when I'm 80. You know, I'm not trying to judge that. I I just, I I don't want to be playing beer pong, you know, at all. Second Chance Romance, Thursdays at 7 and 8.30 on My Talk 107.1. The radio home of knowing the difference between a remake and a reboot. My Talk 107.1. Everything entertainment. We're getting your answers to the Daily Snap judgment on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And we asked you today all about fudge. Why did we ask about fudge? It's uh, National Peanut Butter Fudge Day. Oh, so our question is fudge, peanut butter, or maple? And in answer to your questions, Michael said maple is reserved for bacon and syrup only. Keep that stuff, the fudge, out. What? Peanut butter. Yeah. He... He used fudge, get it? Like in place of a bad word? No, I, mean, did I did get that. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Okay. Melissa Ooh, said loud. chocolate with walnuts. Nope, that's not an option. Good to do that. Bye. <clears throat> Bye. Uh, Raleigh said, gotta go with maple. It was my mom's favorite. I like maple. Mm-hmm. Philip said, I like instant potatoes. Ew. Philip needs to shut his mouth. Is that a fudge flavor? Well, I bet you could make instant potato fudge. In fact, I am going to Google it because I guarantee you somebody's already made that. Somebody uh, ran out of ingredients one day and was like, I got these instant potatoes. I think Andrew might be confused. Andrew just said, Jif peanut butter, for sure. Case closed. Oh my God. Is it a thing? Mashed potato fudge uh, is a thing. uh. (laughs) Okay. Yes, you use... um, Three ounces chocolate, salted butter, confectioner sugar, mashed potatoes. That's disgusting. Gross. You people should this really, isn't real. You people should be ashamed of yourselves. Coconut potato fudge, mashed potato oh fudge, my gosh, chocolate this tater horrible. fudge, chocolate tater fudge with instant potatoes. No. no. I mean, hey, I'd probably eat it. I'm not going to lie. One small potato or a third of a cup of unflavored mashed potato uh, bits. I feel like I could make this, right? Like, I have all this stuff. We'll see if I get ambitious. Maybe I will bring this and try to pass it off as, like, really delicious fudge. Yeah, well, if it's good, it's good. You add sugar, enough sugar to anything, it's going to taste good. It's going to taste good. All right, well, let's move on over to our three to three. These are the three things you need to know before we go that we did during the show. Number three... Every day at 1230, we do the 30-second pop culture challenge on the Colleen and Bradley show. Let's see how it went today. The 90s sci-fi TV hit starring David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. Uh, Quantum Leap? Nope, keep going. Uh, I don't know it. I don't know it. Finish the title of this animated comedy, The Secret Life of... Nim? Nope, keep going. Nemo? Nope. 
I don't know it. What happy TV homemaker and ex-con's tagline is, it's a good thing? Uh, Betty White? Nope. Um, I'm not sure. Who, who or what? Day. Oh, you tried, Julie. you're Julie. my favorite. Um, she tried really hard, and I'm sorry, if you can come up with Quantum Leap, how can you not come up with X-Files? Because right? I feel like Quantum Leap is a deeper dive Big than Big that's a way more deep track. Way more deep track. I think the word is deeper, but you know, hey, <laughs> Whatevs. it's noon to three, you can say what you want. All right, the second thing you need to know before we go, uh, we have put together a handy-dandy little manual of ways that you can try to steer clear of any uh, inflammatory conversation on your Thanksgiving day. Time for Colleen's Tips for Having Non-Controversial Thanksgiving Table Talk this year. Oh, I stopped at the flower shop the other day. I got these beautiful tulips. They're not even in season. They're so pretty, though, aren't they? Oh, that's so lovely that you thought of bringing these tulips for our Thanksgiving centerpiece. It's so beautiful. Oh, thanks. I thought so, too. They really are my favorite flower. I mm, I love fresh flowers. Mm, They smell so nice. You want to talk about flowers? Let's talk about Jennifer flowers. Brad, seriously, again? It's true. You got to be careful. I'm just saying. It's true. You you gotta you gotta really be careful what you're saying at the holidays because I'm telling you, there is somebody in every family who's like, "Oh, really? Well, what about this?" And suddenly you're off and running on the latest political uh, or otherwise controversial shenanigans for the rest of your meal, and then everybody's angry and nobody wants to do this again. Why do we always do this? We're gonna have a silent Thanksgiving at my house. Oh, really? Nobody's allowed to talk at all. Oh, yeah. I'm, let me know how that goes. I, I, have, I have a word you should be careful not to use at Thanksgiving. What is that, that, Donnie? If you're talking about an experience, whether it's uh, something you saw or something you ate, don't say, "Boy, I tell you, that movie it trumps anything I've ever seen before." Don't yeah. say Trump. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, no, that is yeah. like an, that opens the I mean, door. As a verb, not a good idea. As an adjective, as a personal pronoun. Yeah. Or do that. proper name, Mm-mm. whatever. I don't know words, but you know what I mean. Use it not. Yeah. The <laughs> words Trump nor Clinton should come across your lips during the True. holiday True. period. True yeah. that. Please, yes. if you love all that is good in the world. <laughs> all right. And finally, the last thing you need to know before we go, um, there are just some foods that you can't buy store-bought for your Thanksgiving table. And to do so is sacrilege. Not allow. How did this come up? Well, because so I host Thanksgiving at my house and um, I feel very strongly that specifically pies like that's my first big thing. Like I can't handle store bought pies. Oh my God, everybody does a store bought pie. No. Yeah. I would guarantee you that the majority of people do store bought pie. Store bought okay. pie. Here's why. God, <laughs> who's Minnesotan in that convo? Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I cannot abide. Colleen store cannot abide. Pie. Store, you, you had like a list of about a dozen things that no. you would not allow. Okay, pie, cranberries, stuffing, mashed potatoes, okay. obviously the turkey, right? Like you can't eat cold cuts. Um, they have places though that will make your turkey. I know, but I'd rather make it at home. So I'm saying you have a long list. That's my point. Like the meal? I mean, when I was growing up, I don't think it was an option. We used to do that. We Like my mom would do that every once in a while. She'd be like, you know what, you guys? I love you. I am not making turkey dinner. The grocery store is. Oh. Negative. Hmm. You know what I feel like right now? What? what? This. Oh, you want to distract people from this? I want to think about it. Donnie, can you sing along? April was evil. 
is playing Thanksgiving anthems. We have not anthems. played that song in a long I know. time. It's I think it's been a year. I like it. Yeah, Donnie. It's good. Rebecca Black. No, no. it's actually not Rebecca Black. What's her Nicole name, Nicole Westbrook. Yeah, no, but it's close. But it's the same yeah. producer yes. behind Rebecca Black. Yes. It is the same. Okay, so, Donnie, I don't know if you know this. A lot. Everybody yeah. knows. And Was he fine, of sexual assault? Not yet. Let's hope not. <laughs> I kind of feel like... Um, Okay, so the producer who she worked with, this guy, he has made a name for himself doing what I call vanity records. Like, literally, anybody can go to him and pay him a bunch of money. He'll write a dumb song, make a crazy video, and it might go viral. Mm. And that's our friend Nicole Westbrook with the Thanksgiving song. Is that how Carly Rae Jepsen started? No, she's legit. Oh, she's legit. Okay. I I mean, is she... I mean, she's a legitish. She had one song. She's yeah. legitish. Okay. I'm walking on sunshine. That's that her wasn't note. Her song. Okay, that's I'm Katrina saying it's a waves. one note. <laughs> Doesn't wonder, matter. Stop okay? arguing. We're going. Lori and Julia. They'll come back to argue for you on my talk 107.1. My talk 107.1. Everything. You can breathe. You can blink. You can cry. Hell, you're all gonna be doing that. Entertainment.